Welcome back to the Wing Badger Tavern. This campaign is broadcast live on Mondays at twitch.tv slash wingbadgergaming, and it features, well, I'll let them introduce themselves. Hello, I am Trevor. I play Zothgug, the stoner cleric. I'm Wash. I play the crazy mole folk, Jebediah Peppermint. The bar for me was pretty low from last time, so I'm hoping to exceed it at least a little bit. Hi. TikTok. Oh, okay. Well, hey, okay. Don't interrupt <laughs> me while I'm doing it, okay? Everyone be quiet. All right. What job? Hi, I'm Jake, and I'll be voicing Alan Widrier, who is an Azamar barbarian. Hello, my name is Fox. I play as a rogue changeling. Your name is Matt. You're playing as Fox, the rogue changeling. <laughs> no. Okay. At the conclusion of our last session, our four newly acquainted traveling companions were on their way out of the underground rest stop where they met, with the notable addition of some magical red moss, a fungoid they affectionately named Yeah, and a small handgun which, before he found it, belonged to the sadly murdered grandfather of Jebediah Peppermint. As they embarked on their journey, they encountered the message courier Reginald Avery, who paid them three gold pieces to complete the delivery of a sealed scroll to a man named Lily, who definitely isn't Fox, even though at the mention of the name, Fox activated his changeling power to hide his appearance. We're pretty sure those are unrelated. Finally, a giant spider was pacified thanks to the great efforts of Yeah the Myconid, who fell unconscious after the exertion. Welcome back to the magicless world of Urida. Um, so, you're heading south. You are maneuvering through the tunnels to the south. You are surrounded. These are now the tunnels as you leave the way station begin to form more of, this is more of the highway stretch of tunnel, where this was meant to cover long distances efficiently. There would be, you know, supplies wheeled through here. So the tunnels are getting deeper so that, you know, surface tension or whatever will not disrupt the tunnel itself. You know, little, you know, people could build above and the foundation wouldn't fall into the tunnel, stuff like that. So as you begin to go south, the tunnels drop another probably 14 or 15 feet, uh, which is, you know, maybe about 16 or 17 shins uh, into <laughs> the dirt. Um, and so you're now finding yourselves approximately 20 feet deep, between 20 and 25 feet deep. It's not a perfect science, but it's pretty close. The tunnels are uh, a whopping 15 feet wide and 10 feet Oof. tall. These are supposed to be big enough that like the dirt folk could literally be wheeling carts of ore and stuff you know, back through them if they found resources. Yep. And it mostly travels in a straight line, but then there are offshoots to the sides of the tunnel to the right and the left, um, to which in your case would be the north and the south because the tunnels are in fact curving to the west. This is taking you into what is essentially uncharted territory on the continent of Urida. There aren't any civilizations known that live out here other than the former dirt civilization, really. And then in the very northwestern corner of the continent, there is a tiefling civilization, but you're nowhere near them. You're in the south the um, southwestern part of the continent. Mm. So as you continue walking down, I would like each of you to determine a role for yourselves. Um, whenever we're tra traversing long distances, there's going to be someone who is acting as the party navigator. Mm. And this is the person who, when they roll survival, they're deciding if you get lost or not. They're deciding how fast you can travel. Can they find safe terrain? They are uh, in charge of knowing things like here would be a safe spot to stop because of the direction of the wind. So we'll need a navigator. We'll need a lookout, someone who is using their senses to detect incoming danger or to spot potential natural hazards. You know, oh, the ceiling looks a little bit unstable there. We might need to be careful in case it caves in. We'll need to have somebody who is acting as who, what, the... What is that person role? Uh, 
Do they roll perception? Oh, the lookout? Yeah. That's perception. Okay. Yeah. That's perception. And then the other two members of the party don't necessarily need defined roles for this kind of land. If we were traveling overland, there are some other things to do with understanding the weather and predicting what's coming. But for, for underground where you are, we just need who's going to be navigating and who's going to be your lookout. I have plus two to both of those skills, so I'm mediocre to decent at both of those things. Zoth uh, can be lookout. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I vote Jeb to be the navigator. Ah. I mean, I can. Uh, I'm not particularly well trained in it, but I, you know, I've been in these tunnels and I've got a, you know, I've got a decent outlook. Yeah, man, you're the you're the most familiar with with this area. I think I think I'm also you gotta... currently been in front for a while. Yeah, yeah, man. I'll I'll look out for you know any dangers. <clears throat> I'll 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 supervise. Could, that could I no could I uh, please ask of um could we try to find a place where we could take a long rest? I feel very tired and very beat up and still very wounded. Um, and while I, I do appreciate the traveling away from the spider, I would like to rest at some point. Sure thing, sure thing. We'll keep, I'll keep my eyes peeled. All right, man. I hear that. So we're going to proceed with, um, the intent of finding a branch, a branching path that, um, as best I can tell, continues to the... Well, I, I I guess the first branch that comes off, because we're looking for a place to, to sleep. I want to throw off this spider's trail somehow. Certainly. So, or however long it takes us to, you know, to find a way to, to branch off and cover our tracks. Sounds good. Uh, so you are traveling uh, through this dungeon and everything is smooth, but I do need a survival check from Jeb and a perception check from Zothkug to determine if it remains so. I'm also going to add a die to the tension pool. Ooh. Can I can I do I get any Zothkug? sort of do I get any sort of advantage yeah, for being with familiar advantage. with this terrain? Yeah, roll it with advantage. Can I can I, I roll my perception as well and give Zothkug assistance? You can roll to help. Yes. It's a 19 on the uh, survival. Okay. I rolled a 26. Oh dang. Good night, man. New dice. I rolled yeah. a 12. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What I thought was going to be a mistake has turned out to be a pretty good choice for you guys. Things are things are looking good. Okay. So um, Zothkug with his eyes peeled, you do not see anything dangerous happening and you are well aware of the trail, like sort of whether the spider is awake or not. You don't hear anything happening behind you. You don't think it's following you at the moment. Jebediah, you are able to pretty quickly locate um, an offshoot of the tunnel. And right as you're about to lead the party in there, you realize that it is not a, it's not the kind of standard construction the dirt folk would make. It is, it, it doesn't, it's not another tunnel. It's like someone built a small room off the side of the, one of these highways. And it has all of the hallmarks of dwarven construction, very mm -hmm. angular, straight lines. It's a perfect square room. Um, it does have a door that can be shut, although the door is ajar right now and covered in, you know, like dust. It's probably just the, the actual latching mechanism has probably corroded or whatever over time. Mm -hmm. But the door, you know, you could push the door open and behind it is this, is this room. So it would actually be ideal for a long rest other mm -hmm. than the fact that like it's not natural for it to be in a dirt tunnel when i uh when i get up there to it and kind of scope it out a little bit can i can i poke my nose in 
the crack of the door and give it a sniff check? Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> you don't even need to roll perception. Like you are pretty confident that nothing is is in the room right now because you're very familiar with funky. like nothing smells funky, and also like you can tell the difference between not moving air and air that's been disturbed. And like this is mm. air that's sat, it's musty, like it's sat here for a while unmoved. But you don't you don't think anything like that is is going on. There's no people in there. There's no living beings. Whatever, just a lot of dust. Sweet. Looks like the uh, coast is clear. Um, we're gonna need to do something with uh, with barring this door shut. The locking mechanism might be messed up. But uh, come on, everybody, let's get inside and we'll we'll get to we'll get to working on that. Um, Fox, if you can start working on the door, that'd be fantastic. Alan, if you could find some some bedding arrangements, and uh, Zoth, if you could like scope out some supplies, see if you can if there's anything in here that we can use, and I'll and I'll kind of keep an eye out for for anything down the tunnel while uh, Fox is working on the door. Is yeah still sleeping? Yeah, is still yeah. He fell unconscious, but yes, he's he's still unconscious. Just okay. kind of draped over the pot. I'm gonna set up my bedroll and just make sure yeah is like set up nice and cozy. That's a, okay. First first thing, and then I will look for look around the room for supplies and materials to use. Okay, you find a little closet in the side of the room, and in that closet are different rugs and things that go on the floor. But you're pretty sure you can stack them and make a decent set of bedding out of them for the whole group. I will proceed to do that. Okay. Can I? Um, I'm gonna check the state of the door. The door is the actual door is pretty solid. Ari, thanks for the heads up. I'll turn it down. The door is pretty solidly constructed, but at the same time, the actual latching mechanism, it had what we would consider like a modern latching mechanism, like a little spring-loaded bolt mm. in the door that is supposed to poke out. And when you examine it really closely, you can also see a company insignia on the side. Um, it says Isaiah Barnabas Me uh, Mechanical. And the the mechan the spring in it has just lost all tension. Um, it's so like it doesn't open and close. Hmm. So other than that, the door is in good shape. So you could probably bar it with anything else or push something in the way, and the door would hold if you were attacked through it. Hmm. I'm gonna take the time to <clears throat> see if I can't safely dis disassemble disassemble the lock. Yeah, that's um, fine. You can do that. It's going to take a little while, though. So let me move on to Alan while you're disassembling it. Sure. Um, when when I see that uh, Zoth uh, has like found bedding, um, I'll help him like get that ready for everyone else. Like as you said, you found some like bedding around the room and stuff. Yeah, I'll like Great. get that prepped for everybody. As you and Zoth are in the process of prepping the bedding, you come across on the floor, you realize that hidden under the thick layer of dust on the floor, like not deliberately hidden, mm -hmm. but just the dust has covered it, there is a wooden door, like a trap door oh. in the floor, reinforced with like 12 silver beams or, um, or steel beams arranged like a tic-tac-toe board. And as you, as you brush the dust off of it to try and get a better look at it, you actually feel waves of heat coming out through the top of this of this door and you can see on the um like where the hinges of the trap door are between the two hinges there is a logo etched into it it's a circle bisected by a vertical line hmm uh uh, uh oh no i'm horrible i forgot the names of the other characters in the party <laughs> oh no uh uh Je jebediah I can't. I my character voice has changed all of a sudden. Um, uh, 
Uh, Jeb, <laughs> what? Did it, do you recognize this door? I point to the trap door. Yo, man, oh, there's a trap pop. door here, guys. Jeb pokes his uh, pokes his head into the door, and is like, "What's what's going on in there?" Uh, we we found a trap door, and it's wild, man. Holy moly! I wonder if this is a uh, this is maybe like an exit to some bigger dwarven structure. Oh, like I didn't say anything when we first came in here, but like this isn't dirt stuff. This looks all dwarven to me. Hmm. Um, maybe we uh, long rest and yo, then can, mess can with the dwarven. Can y'all quiet down? I'm trying to really focus <laughs> on not breaking yeah, sorry, the lock. Sorry. At oh, this sorry, point, Fox, you have man. just finally managed to get the lock out of the door. So you, you've now disassembled it. Okay. Well, uh, maybe we long rest and then mess with I, the dwarven I stuff. I would maybe man. feel comfortable if we put something heavy on top of the trap door, just just to be safe. I can sleep on it. I mean, are you heavy? <laughs> <laughs> He's a if fully any, built I orc. Mean, oh, t- true. <laughs> I mean, I think out of all of us, I'm probably the heaviest. Just saying. Oh. My mom always <laughs> yeah. said I was big boned. Uh, Two and a half shins tall. Not, yeah. Not, not to, it's not me. to, uh, I don't devalue what what your mother said, um, but I believe scientifically. Don't insult my I, mama. I, not, I, I like I said, not to devalue. I'm that. just kidding with okay. you, and you're fine. I'm, I'm just playing. I'm, I will say, it, uh, chances are either uh, either Zothkug or I are the, the heaviest in the party. For for the fellow audio listeners or people in chat who may have forgotten, Zothkug is a seven foot five orc weighing in at two hundred and seventy five. Ah, uh, you got me by twenty five pounds. Dang. That's a sack of flour. He's one sack of flour heavier than you. It's probably the pot on his back. Oh, that 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 could be. But um, if you if you <laughs> wanted to sleep on top of the the warm, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be pretty warm. Actually, a nice nice uh, cozy night's rest. <laughs> um, if you want to sleep on top of the the warm trap door, I guess I'm I'm not opposed. As well, first things first. We got to get this door jammed shut. Mm. We got to do something on that end. Fox, or did you make any luck um, on that? Yeah, I just... All right, so hear me out. I disassembled the lock. All right. That seems like the opposite of what we're wanting to do, (laughs) but I'm I'm, I'm with you, and I'm waiting for it. As I said, hear me out. Okay? The lock is garbage. Okay? But I think I can force it locked. You just will never be able able to open the door without re-disassembling it. Hmm. I'm working on trying to figure that bit out, though. Does the door open okay. inward or outward, Josh? The door opens into the room. Oh, okay. Uh, well, Alan could just sleep in front of the door, guys. That is true. I am the second heaviest. And if we ever need to get out, you could just pull the hinge pins off. <laughs> Alan leans against the door, and it immediately breaks oh, no! from the weight of, of him leaning his bulk against it. Thank you, chat, for suggesting a complication for the scene. Nice. I... I love that you suggested this. So Alan like gets all close and comfortable against the door and he's kind of leaned against it to brace it. And then with a loud shattering snap, the door just cracks once in the center and then he falls straight through it backwards and like smacks himself against the ground and the door has now broken. Luckily, you are able to see that you really effectively jammed the lock because that half of the door is still stuck to the side <laughs> of the, like held up by your work on the lock. It's dwarven craftsmanship, man. Dwarves are, they make, yeah. But why did the door break if they're such good craftsmen? I think he was saying that they're not. 
Yeah. Um, so we're sleeping in the closet. That's what it sounds like to me. I'm the lightest, so we're probably I'm probably going to be on top. Well, we'll just um, sleep in shifts. Yeah, I was about man. to you say know, two people watch, two people sleep, and then we trade off in the middle of the night. Something something like that, I believe, is probably the the best route. All right. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> uh, Alan, can you not touch the door again? Well, I mean, any door. there is no more door to touch. Any nose, man. That was there's pretty a, cool. There's a trap door, so you are not to touch the trap door either. Well, I mean... <laughs> Don't sit on the trap door, Alan. If, if, if <laughs> I were... I mean, that means that technically, if we're going to be logistically consistent... Uh, Zothkug should not uh, sleep on the trapdoor uh, because he is actually one flower sack uh, heavier than I. Hey, Zoth man. isn't the cursed one. <laughs> uh. Hey man, I'm just not as strong as you. Like, well, I, you know, that was a pretty cool. Technically, thing that had nothing Why'd to do with say? strength. I was not pushing my 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 muscles against it. I was simply leaning on it. That's just weight, not yeah, strength. Anyway. You don't know your own strength. No, man. that's not. Well, that's not how strength works. So what the group does? <laughs> I'm gonna be pulling out a bag of ball bearings and okay. laying them around <laughs> the entrance, more outside the door, but around the entrance and outside of the door. Okay. So so um, like tripping hazards, basically. Or are they bombs? Something like that. Uh, as you scatter the ball bearings around the floor and towards the door, the ones closer to the door behave exactly how you expect them to. But the ones closer to the trap door begin arranging themselves in lines like the spokes of a wheel. What? Pointing towards the, the walls of the room. So up until about one foot from the door, the others are all pulled into this whatever it is. Dang. Into this weird... So it looks like... Ra- um, like a half a half circle of spokes because they're between the trapdoor and the wheel. Yeah. This could be some sort of magnetic or gravitational anomaly. Very interesting. And uh, what I know those words are. Can Alan roll uh, investigation to see what what's going on? He certainly can. He had a twenty-four. Nice. Okay, um, with his twenty-four investigation, the. Um, it, it could be a magnetic field, but nothing you know of would create a magnetic field oriented in the spokes of a wheel. Mm. Like most magnetic fields have square corners, mm. especially on the on an XY plane. Um, there's some actual uh, magnetic field info for you listeners, uh, free of charge tonight. <laughs> um, you, you do think, however, that it's probably related to the waves of heat that are emanating from the trap door. Like it seems to center around the trap door. And because you're investigating, which means using your hands to learn, you're able to, you know, like you move some to the other side and the pattern repeats. Hmm. So no matter where you put the, the ball bearings, the spokes of the wheel would surround the, the trap door and are kind of pointing towards it. Um, as you get closer and closer to the trap door with your sort of poking and experimentation and whatnot. Because you're investigating so hard, you immediately see the signs and jump out of the way, but you actually see an arc of electricity shoot up through the steel beams of the trap door and run in a circle, Mm. getting wider, like concentric circles, getting wider and wider away from the trap door itself until it fizzles out at the last ball bearing. Interesting. What did I just tell you about not touching doors. However, I have discovered that this is no gravitational or magnetic anomaly. This must have something to do with A, electricity, or B, with heat. Probably with generating power somewhere underneath this trapdoor. 
and Alan looks very proud of himself like he's like he's just said something that he's like he knew he had in him but he's been out of practice and he's just like yes <laughs> I I still got it like that sort of like yes got I'm still a man of yes, science exactly <laughs> would I Josh would I have heard about electricity and power yeah, I village. mean, it's it's discovery was a while ago, so yeah. the world knows okay. that like those weirdos in the A2 civilization okay. like have been working with electricity, and some of their little like you've even seen the occasional electrical object, and we're talking okay. like super rudimentary things like yeah. um, a lamp that emits light when you pedal, you know, mm -hmm. like turning just mechanical energy into glowing light. So, okay. um, so so yeah, you'd be familiar with the idea of electricity. Oh man, um, that's really cool. I'm gonna go check on Yeah, make sure he's okay. <laughs> uh, you head over to Yeah, who is still—he's just kind of curled up, unconscious, next to your plant. Um, what are you doing, if anything different, or, or are you just um, looking at him? <laughs> I'm gonna do a medicine check, and then I'm gonna see if, if like, I'm gonna attempt at like using some of the plants to try and. Uh, I guess heal him, but I don't know how to use the plant, so it's just going to be trying a bunch of different things that does not involve destroying them because I don't want to destroy them. Yet. Okay. So I'll be like like waving it in front of his face, <laughs> you know, rubbing it on him, you know, just a bunch of random things to do with a leaf from the plant. Okay. Um. So let's start with your medicine check. It's a moss. So go ahead and roll that. Isn't it a moss, not a plant? Yeah. It, okay. I mean, oh, it's, it's an it's an ivy, okay. so, or or a moss or an ivy. You know, it's it's a it's a climbing, growing, invasive plant, which he's that crammed a into a jar. Thirteen medicine check. Okay, with your thirteen medicine check, you can tell that um, it it looks like yeah is actually sort of recovering himself. Like, oh, okay. um, it's he did fall unconscious, but his body doesn't seem to be treating it the way that like other creatures when they fall unconscious, it means they're on the brink of death. Whereas his body, it's like it's fallen unconscious because it's turned all of its resources inwards um, in in the same way that like a plant will sometimes cut off leaves to take those resources and put them back in the roots when it needs them. It's it's like that. It's okay. like he's, he's fallen unconscious so that all of his energy can be directed to like rejuvenating himself. And you're pretty sure he's going to be just fine. Okay. I'll still try the plants though, just to see. Okay. So what exactly are you doing with the plants? Uh, so it's a moss, right? You said yeah. it was a moss? Okay, so I'm gonna take take the moss out without like very carefully, like not breaking it or anything. Okay, trying not to. As soon as you, where in the room are you positioned? Is he right where you set him down, which was originally near the trapdoor? Yeah. Okay, so as soon as you take the moss out, you get a sudden. It's almost like a physical jolt runs through you. The moss. Um, the rest of you looking hear the wind that is disturbing Ooh. the moss for the first time where in the past it's been silent and you've just seen the moss flowing, you suddenly hear the rushing of the wind. Um, Zothkug, you are suddenly and temporarily blinded oh. for about 35 seconds. And in that 35 seconds where you're seeing this like bright white light, something starts to come into focus through the bright white light. You can't quite make out what it is, but some humanoid or being is struggling against, against its bonds is it and and as more of it comes into detail now now you see it's like the torso of something is sticking out of the ground and the rest might be trapped underneath and it's like reaching with its arms but it can't pull itself out and just before the vision hallucination whatever it is ends you see um surrounding it 
a circle with a line bisecting it. So it's like there's some kind of giant etching in the ground. So it's surrounded by a circle with like a vertical line through it. It's not like a physical, it's not stabbed, but you, it's just this, this thing has been like etched into the ground. And then right as the vision ends, you can feel in like a tingling in your hands, like just a smidgen of your connection with Kelnor has been restored mm. and you have um, access to two spells that you can cast um, at your whimsy. Like it doesn't expire, but it's it's a hard cap on two no matter what level or, or cantrip you choose. So okay. just sort of, you can just feel like there's just a little, a little taste of something that you can remember from two years ago. And it's, it's like feeding a, a part of your soul that was hungry. Whoa, man. Whoa. What, what, what happened? That was the craziest trip I've ever had, <laughs> man. So I pulled this moss out, right? And then you got these like weird pulses, uh, pulses through me. And then I go blind for like 35 seconds. You know, who's counting? Uh, it's just bright white. And there was this this torso coming out of the ground. But edged around this torso, man, was a circle with a vertical line through it, just like on the trap door, man. Oh. And then I come to and I can feel myself connected to Kalnor again. Like, like not fully connected, but, you know, a little bit. Zoth? Yeah. Did yeah. you did you taking the plant out mean you smoked the plant? I I didn't smoke I, anything. I yet, did man. not I I will yeah. say I did not see him smoke the plant even though I was partially concentrating on the trapdoor. I don't see any smoke. I don't s- smell any smoke residue in here either. Have have you ingested anything no, sauce? No, have no you... man. I just took the plant out next to this trap door, man. I guess whatever's affecting these these ball bearings is affecting the plant, man. I think it's affecting your head, man. <laughs> hey, man. I call it as I see it. I've always been a straight straight shooter. Jeb, I think Zoth is losing it. I'm telling you, it happened, man. Just saying. Well, it is interesting that if he did have this vision, that it seems connected the the, the circle and the line through it um, to this trap door. Which, although I really would like to lie down and sleep, um, I am very tempted to open this trap door and see what's behind it. I I I won't I lie. I say we gotta go, man. This is the this is the key to everything we've been looking for. We're gonna bring the magic that, back, that's man. That's exactly what I'm saying. That it it does, it is interesting to me that there seems to be some sort of magical connection to the science that seems to be happening underneath this trap door, which excites me a lot because it's ah, it's it's exciting. I will, I, it, I, yeah. We should open the trap door. <laughs> I'm going to hand out a little a little DM nugget to the players uh, as far as mechanics of the game of D and D. If you go more than one hour longer without um, eating rations and taking a long rest, you're going to have to roll a constitution save or take a stage of exhaustion. 
There are six levels of exhaustion before you're in life-threatening danger. So you can technically tank five of them, but just you know, worth considering uh, as you as you look yeah. at the game of Dungeons and Dragons. You you are not just the Energizer Bunny here. On the flip side, oh, yeah, I am which. very tired. <laughs> <laughs> speaking no, no, of Zoth, Zoth is running on pure adrenaline right now, so he's gonna he's gonna try and figure out this trapdoor. Uh, Jeb, can you help me out here? These two are. We need to sleep, Jeb. So as you look around the room for Jeb <clears throat> in the corner, you see two of these small rugs rolled up and kind of kind of slumped like a, like a letter J or maybe like a soft L. And on one of them is Jeb's hat just kind of perched. And the other one, you see his snout poking out of the top of it. <laughs> He's already asleep. And it's going, <gasps> choo, <laughs> choo, <laughs> Well, hey, Fox, yeah, I think man, we you should get follow after Jeb. You guys get some rest. I'll I'll keep wa first watch. All right, don't touch the door. What? Don't <laughs> touch <laughs> the door. Audio only listeners. <laughs> the grin that Trevor is making right now is nothing short of Cheshire. <laughs> Fox is like, don't touch, and Zoth Kug is just sitting there cheesing like. <laughs> but but the door, man. All right, Zoth, you go to bed first. I'm keeping. <laughs> First watch. <laughs> I don't know if I could sleep after that, man. Well, that's going to really suck for you. <laughs> I guess we'll both stay up. No. Alan. You are to <laughs> attempt to sleep. <laughs> I will not communicate with you. <laughs> well, I, I I will go to sleep, and I am not opposed to taking a watch. If um, you, Just wake wake me when you need me to take watch. Sounds good. And Alan will. So Zoth, Zoth Kug just does like the fake sleeping thing, just waiting for Fox to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> will that cost you exhaustion? Will that? It probably. But Zoth is too amped, amped after that. Like yeah. there's, there's no way he can't sleep after that. Um, we'll, we'll roll for that when we find out if he falls asleep or not. Um, yeah. so Fox, you have the first watch. Um, roll me a perception check to see how well you watch and then if you want to do anything with the downtime you can maintain it being a long rest as long as you do nothing more strenuous than talking or eating so if you wanted to like I don't know like clean your daggers or like you know stuff like that you can do those things oh, I get you um, so yeah roll a 10 for perception okay um, and I am going to take a moment to eat one of my rations okay um after eating my rations, I'll probably just be sitting there, you know, checking my thieves' tools, making sure they're, you know, there's no rust or anything, keeping them up to, you know, up to snuff. Okay. Same with any uh, any other tools I used earlier that day. Cool. I think it was like I used the daggers. Uh, Ari in the chat asks, if anyone's making a list of quotes, you can add one using the add quote command. Which I'm sure Josh is demonstrating as we speak. I am literally typing a demonstration right now. Wow. Oh. Do demonstration. Do. Very Bam. cool. Did it. Um, so, uh, you are keeping watch with your perception of 10. I'm going to roll attention pool, see if anything complicates your adventure. Mm. Uh, and we're going to bring it that, you know, some, some time passes, you clean your tools, you are maintaining everything. You don't really see anything happen. 
And as you're, are you taking a four or an eight hour watch? Like, are you going to watch the whole rest? Four. Okay. Four hours. Um, so then you can choose who you'd like to wake. Um, Zothkug is fake sleeping. Are you trying to hide it from him, Zoth? Like, do I need to make you roll something? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to hide it, but you know, after four hours, like it might be like a con check to see if he accidentally drifts off. (laughs) Roll the con check. Roll the con check. Okay. It's like when your mom tells you to just lie still and pretend that you're sleeping when you're not sleeping. And then you you end up falling asleep. Yep. It's a 16 plus three. So 19 on the con check. Okay. You're able to keep yourself awake, the energy and you're, you're super excited. Um, Fox, with your perception of 10, I feel like you're probably getting kind of sleepy, like you're you're ready for bed, and so you don't notice that he's faking his sleep. Who do you choose to wake? Um, Not Zothkug. <laughs> I don't trust him. <laughs> um, so I'm probably... This is a hard choice. I would like to wake up Jeb, but I don't want to... <laughs> Disrupt his sleep. It's just so cute with his little nose poking <laughs> out up there. <laughs> just all snuggled up. I want to. The only other option is Alan, but Alan is also like pretty fucked up. So. <laughs> hey. What do you mean I'm by that? <coughs> I, you, it you means just, you need your rest. You need your rest. If you don't get the full long rest, you don't get the healing. Oh, surges. true. Or you don't. You don't get them as free. You would have to take them like a short rest. That's true. So I'll probably. I'll probably wake up Jeb. Okay. How do you do it? Go ahead and um, just do it. I walk over just and wake him up. Look at the pile of rugs that is somewhere in there, Jeb. <laughs> um, and I'm not really sure how to wake a pile of rugs, so I shake the whole thing, roll them a little bit, I guess. <laughs> like so. So for clarification, it looks like, for all intents and purposes, that he. Laid a rug on the ground, grabbed one side, and just went whoop, 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 and just like <laughs> rolled himself up. But his nose is up in the air, so you could probably just like grab one end and he would just roll I, himself out. I feel flat like on that's the, the rude way. So I'm, I'm trying to be polite at first, right? Just kind of like roll him back and forth a bit, see if his at snoot, first. his snoot, you know, reacts. Boop the snoot. Boop the snoot. Uh, Jeb? More cornbread, mama. What? what? <laughs> what? Jeb, you awake? Oh, hey, Fox. Um, am now. Yep. Uh, can you can you take next watch? I don't trust Soft Cook. Oh, we're doing watches. I don't remember. I was talking about that. I thought. Uh, I don't know. I was thinking. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> and he just kind of flops over and rolls out of the rug, grabs his hat. We um. You, you see anything? Anything I need to be? Anything I need to know? Man, I'm tired. <laughs> no, I'm so tired. I'm sorry. Sorry to wake you up, Jeb. Uh, I, I well, you know, to, I just like, want to make you feel bad. That's all. I, uh, well, you know, <laughs> f you, Jeb. <laughs> <laughs> I I need some sleep. You got four hours. I didn't. I don't trust Soft Gug. Keep an eye on Soft Gug. He is not to touch the trap door. And with that, what's going on with the trap door? Like he the, slept the, through the that whole thing. The hinge blew off the front door. Ah, uh, dang the it! The hinge blew off the front door, and then I wanted to like. I was like, I'm gonna go sleep. What's what's uh what's going on? Um, one, I'm, I'm jealous of your ability to fall asleep like that in the middle of a crucial uh, moment. <laughs> Um, it's a gift. Two. It's a talent. 
Um, yeah, no. I have to uh, tell you about a river one time. Great nap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, sure. Yeah, one of these days. Uh, yeah, no. Just, just trust me on this. Sothcug is not the tra- the trap door. We'll explain it in the morning. You know, you don't okay. touch. Don't open the trap door. All right. Okay. Is it? Is it? Is it like uh, weird, good, weird, interesting, or weird, bad? Uh my personal opinion. Uh, we saw some weird stuff, and to me, I think it lives up to its name. Okay. So, so weird, interesting. All right. Don't yeah. don't touch the trap door. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you get some rest, Cub. Uh, that that rug there is already warmed up for you if you want it. <laughs> Naturally, looks- I didn't I didn't fart in it or anything like that. <laughs> Fox looks down at the rug. <laughs> looks down at all the other bedding and padding that was pulled out of the closet. Uh, you know, I I think I'm good, Jeb. Uh, Mm-hmm. I, I, choice. <laughs> I get it sometimes you want a cold pillow i get it you know just figured it's a little chilly in here you might yeah. want a little more no i cold pillow yeah a good night <laughs> <laughs> finds his own little corner of the room and bundles himself up could i hear that whole conversation yeah, if you're faking your sleep, then you okay. can totally hear that whole conversation. I thought you meant that, like, sudden, like your internet went out and you couldn't hear that whole conversation. <laughs> like, oh, no, no, do no, it no, again, no. please. Oops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read, we need to start over, guys. I didn't hear anything. One more take. And this time with less fart jokes, please. <laughs> no, the direction would be more fart jokes, please. At least more than one. Oh, okay. With gusto. Yeah, we have to meet a quota. With gu- yeah. Fart oh. with gusto. Yeah. I'll wait, so I'm like... making. Go oh, sorry, go, Jeb. I was gonna say, so I'm making my uh, perception check for. Yeah. The my shift. Yes. Okay. I would like to do something minorly laborious during this shift as well. I got an eleven. Okay. Uh, you got an eleven for your perception. What are you doing during the shift? I would like to, like, I, I imagine. This is probably going to be a number of hours. So the, the first little them. bit, he's gonna he's gonna flip through his uh, his grandpa's journal and learn about ritual casting. Ooh, cool! And find uh, find out like some some stuff about that. And he's going to going to test um, ritual casting the identify spell on the uh, trapdoor. Okay. Um, cool. So then, uh, is he going to draw his own like arcane circle around it, or I guess he's using a focus, so he wouldn't need to. Yeah, he's 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 a uh, using a focus. <laughs> he's so going he'll be, like, to he'll be, like, aim his handgun with... at the trap. Door. <laughs> well, so I was actually thinking about that, like how ritual casting would work. Um, and I think with this, it would be you know because he normally propel prepares those shells during the morning when he prepares his spells. And so this would be more like manipulating the actual spell component. So he's going to, you know, like take some of, some of the stuff out and kind of maybe maybe actually draw it out a little bit or like rather sprinkle some things around, set, set them out in a, in a specific way. And and uh, he's going to hold the blunderbuss up to his to his head like a, uh, you know, like a telephone, almost like, you know, where it mm-hmm. curves around and just try to try to like tune in to the info on this uh Fox is going to roll over in his sleep. (laughs) 
Uh, so, okay. Uh, he sets he sets down the blunderbuss and roll walks over to Fox and just kind of pushes him back over. Pulls a, pulls a little rug up up to his chin, kind of tucks him in a little bit, and then goes back and finishes ritual casting it. So about uh, ten minutes after Fox says, "All right, I'm going to sleep," or the the end of that conversation, Zofkug will wake up and like creep over over to Jeb. Creep! What a creep! Yeah. <laughs> Holy what the! Shh! We don't want to wake yeah. anyone else up, man. I mean, I could say the same thing. What's ugh, what's going on, man? I gotta figure this this uh, secret door out, man. <laughs> well, figure it out like three feet away. I'm in the middle <laughs> of a thing. Oh, oh, man! You moved one of my stones, and he like. I'm sorry, man. Just... I'll I'll get out of your way, and then I'm gonna like step back, and then just <laughs> uh, try and fiddle with the door. A deep deep breath, and he's like, "I'm sorry for snapping at you." But holy God, crap, man. you just you, you scared the fire out of me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I was just trying to be quiet. Okay, so am so, I correct in understanding that Zothkug intends to walk up to the door and fiddle with it while Jebediah is forming his little arcane sigil and, and casting a spell on it? Yeah, unless Jeb tells me what he's doing or tells me not to. Well, I just told you to stay back away from the trap door because I've like got it encircled in like You're stones like, and paraphernalia. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. Proceeds to ignore him completely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Zothkug will will just wait to see what happens then. Okay. Um, so but he's like like a little child, like really excited. Yeah. So you take however long it takes to form your your sort of ritualistic circle. Um, I think I th- I think it might be an hour for ritual casts, but I, I don't remember off the top of my head. So it'll be it's an hour tonight. Ten minutes, ten Great. minutes plus the actual casting time, which cool. is one minute, so eleven total. Great. So so you spend ten minutes. You're basically copying like a, a sketch out of this out of you know Grandpa Cole's journal. So you're like you know making mm-hmm. sure every stone is in just the right place, and then you stand back and you're like, oh, that might not be quite right, you know, and then reading words that feel weird to say because it's like you know one of his mm-hmm. spells. But you say them all out loud, not even sure if something's going to happen or not. And the same sort of heat that's coming out of the trap door begins emanating from your your circle that you've created, your arcane circle, if you will, begins emanating up towards you. And you reach your hand down to touch it because the, the instructions mm-hmm. in Grandpa Cole's journal are very clear that you have to be touching the circle um, in order right. for your spell to work. You reach down to touch it, and you find that it doesn't burn you. Instead, you feel a sort of, like a, a little shiver run up your arm, like a line of goosebumps, and you feel more connected to magic than you have ever, like up to this point. It's like all the magic in the universe is suddenly coursing through your arm, up to your shoulder, through your other arm and then back out through your other fingertips. Zothkug, you see like little tiny um, blue and red sparks begin to kind of dance at the end of Jebediah's other hand, his unused hand. Um, and then you, oh, you does begin... he get like, does he get like a like a visual flash of the weave? No, nothing like that. Okay, it's it's all it's all a feeling. Um, okay, and. And as this happens, you begin to, it's a weird feeling, but you're like, this is, I guess this is how it works. And you begin reading the words and you get a sudden sense in your mind that although this trap door is not itself magical, 
there is so much magic happening underneath of it. It's almost like the trap door is acting as, um, as like a dam against a waterfall. There's mm-hmm. like, rather than identifying, oh, this is a kind of spell, it's like there's magical force pressing against the door and the door okay. is is holding it back. Hmm. Oh, man, what'd so, you do? Uh, okay, hold on a second. Um, I respect that question. I mean, I respect that question. I will give you an answer. Give me a second. And, and okay, uh, man. Jeb just starts writing down what he's experienced and, and, like, all of his notes in his book. And he just takes a minute to... Uh, just so you know, chat has just cursed all of you. Oh, no. That oh, means no. that your next save or attack roll, you need to roll a d4 and deduct it from what you get. Dang. Okay. Okay. Um, And so he, like, starts to feel a little, like, that, that magic sense makes him a little queasy. Like, like he's just kind of, like, it's messed up his inner ear a little bit. Hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Chat has just blessed because... Jeb. Um, but he goes, it kind of does that, like the hick maneuver where he like tightens it up and he's like, okay, well, okay. Okay. So I, I presume that those, that bless and the curse, um, cancel each other out. <laughs> yes. They'll cancel each other out. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> all right, Zoth. So I am a little hesitant about opening this door. I think it's well, but that doesn't mean no, that doesn't mean we shouldn't. Um, so the thing that I just did here, uh, is to, to tell if the door itself is magical. It's not, but holy cow, man, the, the amount of force that it's holding at bay, uh, is a lot like, like it feels like we're sitting on top of a magical volcano or like a magical geyser. And while that excites me. With the possibility, and Alan would probably die <laughs> from excitement. <laughs> I think we need to do this right, though. You know, I'm I'm normally a mole of action. You know this. I don't like to deliberate. I think this one's worth deliberation. All right, um, man. I guess we can wait. That was enough for me. Mm-hmm. All right, well... Sorry for waking you up. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to disturb your sleep. That's um, okay, man. But you you get some rest. Uh, I'm going to finish my shift here and keep an eye out on things. All right. I'm Do you need add... any rations? Uh, no, I got some cornbread here. Okay. Zoth <laughs> will eat bit. a ration and then actually go to sleep this time. I'm adding to the tension pool. Just passage of okay. time. Um, yeah. So the only other noteworthy thing that happens on your shift is that you think you might hear shuffling past your door, mm. um, like like just shuffling footsteps. Um, they they don't pause. They don't approach the the door even with its crack in it and and whatnot. But you're pretty sure you hear something shuffle by in the dark. As far as I know, none of you lit a fire, so you can't see it, and it may or may not be able to see you. You have dark vision, one twenty. Um, I've got superior dark vision. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's so, good, good dark vision. So through the through the hole in the door, you can tell that it's a humanoid and that it's wearing rags and it kind of shuffles past, not with the shuffle of like an undead creature, but more like the shuffle of a drunk creature. 
um, it, it's kind of stumbling down the hallway and, and shuffling and it kind of scrapes against a wall here and then stumbles across to the other side, you know, like that. Um, and then continues walking. It's of medium size, shorter than Alan, um, but not obviously as short as you. And that's really all your hair, short hair. It. Uh, it's where the rags that it's wearing include a hood, like a little tattered hood. So you can't okay. really tell. Was it wearing shoes? Uh, it was wearing, yeah, little boots. Okay, little boots. Um, how far into my shift are we? We're probably one hour away from the end of your shift. Okay, so between, um, between doing the investigation and now, uh, one of the other things that Jeb was going to do, just preparation-wise, was his arcane recovery, which would just be like a little ritual to give him a spell slot back. It'd take about an hour. Okay. Um, would he have had time to like squeeze that in? Yeah, and he would have found that it was surprisingly easy. Mm. Like, okay, it it felt effortless to do it. Interesting. It still took him an hour, but it didn't like. Sometimes it's like you have to really concentrate and and buckle down, and you know, like like you're trying to tap so he, into a weave of magic in the world and channel it through you, and sometimes that takes a lot of effort. And this does not feel like it did. Well, and so he's never actually done it before. This would have been the first time. Oh, okay. So maybe it almost like, like like reading a, reading about it in his book and trying it out. He would have been just like, oh, well, I was expecting that to be a bit more more difficult, but like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, he's going to, um, he's going to, he's going to tempt fate. He's okay. going to, to poke his head out the door just a little bit and just look down the hall and, uh, and see which, like, see what that creature's doing. Is it still moving? Is it still walking away? It is walking away to the West and now that you're out in the hall, you can hear just like the faintest murmurings kind of coming back up the hall towards you. Just says, gotta get more, gotta get more. And then it, it's just continuing to like walk down the hall away to the west, basically towards Tumbleweb in the like grand scheme of the continent. Mm. That's not disturbing. <laughs> no. Gotta get more. Um, I'm going to cast message. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna add a die to the tension pool. Um, so I I can I can whisper a message like nobody hears it come out of my mouth the way that that it works. He like whispers it into the blunderbuss and boom, he's got 120 foot range. So I'm assuming he can he can aim it at him just fine. Yeah, this dude's um, not moving at very just high gonna, velocity. Yeah, um, he shouldn't know where it's coming from. It's just gonna like whisper it in his ear. Um, but he's gonna poof. Shoot a, shoot a message over there at him and he's gonna say um are you injured friend whoa whoa you, what was you that? can reply to this message and in the distance he's like stopped and staggered and is like he's not yelling but he's talking loudly like drunk people sometimes do mm -hmm. when they think they're having mm -hmm. a normal conversation it's like whoa Injured? Nah, man. I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm Gucci. I just, whew. boy. If you had had the high I just had, I'm telling you, I gotta, I gotta get more of this stuff. You gotta try this stuff. You should come with me, dude. We should. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then he like slumps into the wall, and you're pretty sure he's fallen asleep, standing up, slumped against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Let's okay. See. Okay. Uh, Jeb's going to scurry out there. Okay. You scurry up to him and he is sure enough. He is just like conked out sleeping. You can now see that he's like this unshaven grizzled old half elf. Hmm. And he's, um, I mean, as half elves go, you know, 150, 160 ish, um, like totally unkempt beard. His hair is like ratty and tangly. Um, he's got a, like a small fanny pack at his waist and the, the waist, the pack, I'm sorry, has like, there's some kind of strange sort of black dust, like coating it. There's not very much in there, but, um, there's just like a little bit sort of like trailing out the zipper kind of a thing. And then he's got on this like big trench coat, like traveling cloak, but it's all like ratty and torn up. Um, you've you've seen a lot of tunneling, <laughs> and so you're familiar with the kind of torn that like stones and digging through places would would create. And then he's got a hood underneath of it that is equally like in shreds, in tatters. Um, so that's that's what you see. What did I say? You're laughing. No, I'm just. Oh yeah, sorry. I do that. Um, his fanny pack's out on the outside of his trench coat. Yes, his fanny pack is on the outside of his trench coat. That's amazing. Um, <clears throat> does he look armed? Um, you at first you can't tell because of the trench coat. Like even though it's kind of tattered, mm. it's still covering a lot of the spots where someone would hide something. But as you get closer to him, you can you can see that he's got a sheath on his left side with no sword or knife in it. And then he's got like one of those leather shoulder um, carrying type things. And it's got some kind of weird like obelisk in it, like a small copper box with um, some sort of black. It's all it looks like coal, but it probably isn't because why would there be coal attached to something copper ringed around the outside of it? Um, and that's, I mean, that's all you can see from, you know, it's like tucked up against his side, but that could be a weapon. Like it, it pops out to you. It's like, it's where someone mm. would stow a weapon. So. Interesting. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to stand off just a little bit, you know, like, like kind of take a couple steps back, you know, a good five feet or so. And, uh, just kind of clear my throat. <clears throat> oh hi there nice to meet you he's looking like three feet above your head nice nice to meet you i uh, i didn't i didn't see you there sorry i was just uh i must have got turned around and he looks both ways up the up the tunnel and down the tunnel he goes trying to get trying trying to get trying to get west going west that way and he points east and kind of looks at you like above you but like with a question mark on his face nah the uh it's the other way friend all uh, right way. yeah that's what i was trying to say anyway he <laughs> kind of turns around and begins like you know very slowly and, and shuffling hey hold up hold up hold up hold up there friend hold up there, oh friend. yeah what and, can uh, i do for you do you need an autograph I, uh, I got a, a quill somewhere up. he starts like patting his coat and he goes oh maybe maybe i don't do you have a quill? I, I mean, I can, you know. I think I do have a quill. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get an autograph. <laughs> it's a good yeah. way of getting his name without asking him. What? His so name. he would. So I would. I don't know if it's a quill per se, but I do have something that I've been writing in my grandpa's journal with. Um. 
So I will, I will pull a a page out of one of one of my books, and uh, just kind of fold it over on the top and be like, "Yes, sir, absolutely." Um, you, if you could sign here, please. Absolutely, sure I can. Big fan. It's not a. It's not, a it's not like a check, is it? He like flips it over and squints at it. Like <laughs> you're not trying to get me to sign away money. Nah, it doesn't look like a check. And then he's he's scribbles on it, and he clearly thinks he's like taking his time to make the perfect cursive autograph. But they're just like big circles on the page, like scribbly circles. And then some of them are smaller circles, and some of them are bigger. But he never lifts the quill up, and he does this for an inordinately <laughs> long amount of time. Like maybe sixty full seconds, he's standing there in front of you, like, uh huh, yeah. And you just gotta do that like that, and then swirl, and then finish with a flourish. And then he hands it back to you. Here you go. Now you can show all your friends you met me. You met fantastic, me. fantastic. Yeah. Um, I need you to roll me a percentile die wash, and I need you to do it so that I can't be accused of rigging whatever's about to happen. <laughs> okay. True. <laughs> Dang. That is 84. 84. It's a good Oprah rolling high. He, he just looks at you, and as he, he realizes, as he hands the paper back to you, he realizes you're down on the ground, and he looks down at you, and as he looks down, you see the, like, oh, no, I'm about to sneeze fear enter his eyes, and he leans back, and he's, ah, and when he sneezes, four plants grow around the two of you where you're what? standing just like sprout out of the ground and suddenly there are four lilies there just like poking out of the ground like water lilies they don't even make any sense for them to be there and he goes whoa that was are those real do you see those uh, <laughs> see what see the see the ground no i don't see anything there oh man i love this stuff and then he just turns around and starts like i'm going to go get some more you can come if you want to and just like starts staggering off into the distance can i uh can I lift his um his belt like his uh his fanny pack? Lift like pickpocket? Yeah. You can roll slate a hand uh with Yeah, you can roll slate a hand. You don't need disadvantage. He is, is he I was going to say do I get advantage cuz he's hammered? I don't think uh, you get is, advantage because you have to stretch on your tippy toes to get to the fanny pack. <laughs> so it's a little bit of an operation. Well, I'll I'll do this. I'll be like, "Hey man, you you've been on a, on this little trip for a while and I'll offer him my wine skin." Well, no, not a wine. My water skin. Sorry. Okay. Offer him a drink from my water skin. Oh man, that'll be. And I'm gonna use that as kind of like a let the misdirect. Is, yeah. Is Jeff yeah. feeling the better about uh, his sleight of hand after his flawless lock picking? I've been teaching him. <laughs> That's true. Um, he he might be a little overconfident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he is a prodigy in lock picking. After all, he's got a hundred percent success rate so far. One for one. I think he's actually two for two. Oh. <laughs> uh, that is a three. Oh, nice. three. That's the all wrong right. Kind of I'm laugh. gonna. I'm also gonna clear the tension pool. Um, okay. Just to see if anything happens. Really? Because I'm feeling pretty tense right this now. This is the kind <laughs> of moment where some tension might occur. Uh, so you reach up with the water skin and you hand it to him and he goes, much obliged. And he takes it and begins to drink. And as he begins to drink and throws his head back, you're like, this is the moment. And you reach up and you go for the fanny pack. And what you thought was like a simple clasp onto a belt, you didn't realize that it's riveted to the belt. And so you would have to actually unbuckle the belt that it's on rather than the fanny pack itself. So you mm. go to like 
pull it off of the belt and like, oh, we'll just we'll just open the snap. But instead, it just yanks his belt to the side and he spills water all over his face and some of it comes down and he goes, what are you doing that for? And he like sort of he not like he's attacking you, but he like tries to push you back by like kicking at you and you're able to kind of like lean out of the way. What was that about? I turn off to the side and I'm like, sheesh, man, don't get some respect. He's a celebrity. What are you? I'm telling people. You see that dude just walks by? See, see what, dude? I know, right? (laughs) Is this happening? Nah, man. Nah. Um, I'm gonna make a second attempt for it if I can. At that moment, you hear a slight tremor. Oh no! Run through the ground. Through the ground. Yeah, like not not you don't feel it. It's not shaking. You hear it like reverberating through the ground. Question. Yes. Um, the dwarven room that we were in. I don't recall what the walls and floor were made of. Was it a dirt floor or were they fabricated? Were it they was like still metal or it was still dirt. It was just in the manufactured square shape that dwarves like to make things. Interesting. Okay. Um, I grab one of the lilies. Okay. Yank them up out of the ground. Okay. And uh, and and I kind of like put my arm or, like around him, kind of tap him on the shoulder, like there's somebody behind him. Okay. Um, to kind of like he spins around like, like you need an autograph. Yeah. I, I, if you got a quill, because yeah, I don't, I I gave my last one away to some little short dude. <laughs> and I and I, I grab his hand and be like, "There's no one there, sir. We need to go. The uh, the the press is waiting for you." And yeah. I and I start to to like like tug him towards the the dwarf room with me. Okay. He he sort of staggers along with. You. He's like, "I sure am glad I hired you guys to <laughs> keep me safe." He's that's like, you, "Wow, that's what you pay me for." Crazy sir. out here. So you you get back <laughs> to the room with him. Are you gonna do anything to try and keep him quiet? Um, get to the room first. Okay. You get back to the room. If there's something in the ground, then we need to, right. Yeah. You get back to the room with him just fine. When you get into the room as you are, um, when you can get through the hole in the door quite easily, he will have to like, the door will have to be opened for him. And someone has like really jammed a lock and it's holding the side (laughs) of the door into place. Mm. Um, the one side of it. That's unfortunate. Who would do such a thing? You could probably like squeeze him through, but it would like scratch him up a little bit, you know, like if you're if you're going to try and like jam him through the hole that's in the door and otherwise you'll need to find a way to get the door open for him. Uh, I'm going to say, all right, sir. All right, sir. You, you remember the training, right? You remember the training. Uh, sh- what training? You remember <laughs> the, the not the training one, but the training phase two. You got to lay on the ground, arms down at your side. Oh, okay. remember, sir, we we. We prepared for this. Lay on the ground, arms in my side. Got it. And he yep, gets absolutely, down on like absolutely. hands and knees, and then he just his face like slumps into the ground, so his butt's still up in the air. Like, yep, I'm, yep. I'm doing it. Good job. Good job. Good yeah. job. Now remember, close close your eyes and pretend you're asleep. <laughs> okay, close my eyes and pretend. And he just falls asleep right there on the ground. Yep. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, and then, since the walls are dirt, I'm going to use my claws and kind of dig a little bit, like around, kind of, kind of open the the hole in the door from the dirt side rather than than from the uh, the door side. Got and it. then I'm going to grab him by his. I'm going to like roll him over, grab him by his shoulders, and pull him in. Okay. And hopefully, hopefully not 
wake him up. But if he does wake up, I'm going to be like, now nah, you remember phase two. We got to <laughs> we got to close our eyes and pretend we're asleep. He does not wake up. Um, he seems well and truly like asleep now. Um, and you're able to get him into the room. And although he's snoring a little bit, he doesn't he doesn't wake up any of the others who are sleeping either. Um, do you just like lay him along a wall, I guess? Yeah, just just along along one of the walls. Cool. And then um, I kind of get a, maybe a little bit of a stroke of inspiration and kind of dig up some of the dirt and try to patch the hole a good bit with some of the dirt. Okay. Um, you don't need to roll for that. You're a dirt. You you are. Um, <laughs> I you, am a dirt. You are a dirt. You are one with one the dirt, dirt because you are a dirt. Uh, <laughs> so you you're able to patch up the hole and, and everything. It, it's it's not perfect, but it's a pretty decent. I mean, your spot is obviously not the flawless straight lines that dwarves require, but it's totally functional. Like it, it's, it's like the rest of the tunnel. It's not. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. I mean, that shoddy dwarven craftsmanship. You were able to just tunnel right through it. So. I mean, who wants flat dirt? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Real dirt has curves. <laughs> That's right. True. Uh, are you doing anything else before the end of your watch? That will have burned a good bit of time anyway. No, that that's that's it. He's just going to mutter to himself, stupid dwarf, stick to stone, leave the dirt to him. <laughs> All right. Um, so those of you who managed a long rest can have the effects Yay. of one. I say that only because I don't know your character sheets by heart, but I'm pretty sure you all did. Um, so you may, you may have those effects, and that's all good to I go. Think, I think Zoth, Zothkug probably gets a, a long rest as well. Um, mm -hmm. So he would have had an extra shift towards the end. Yeah. He would have missed the first part. Yeah, and it says that you just can't do anything more strenuous than walking or talking, and all he did was stand and complain, so that's <laughs> um, that's totally fine. <laughs> <clears throat> nice. Still dirt has curves. <laughs> okay, so is, are we awake? Are we... Yeah, you're, you all okay. are, are blinking yourselves into wakiness, and you also, for the first time, you see um, Yeah has rolled over and is, you know, just kind of getting himself ready to 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 you know like start his day he's like blinking and rubbing his eyes and you know he looks hey, a little, little dude still. how you feeling he looks up at you how you feeling little dude for those listening in the podcast <laughs> josh is blinking his eyes looking his head to the left and the right and kind of articulating with his hand, holding fingers up, saying, give me a second. And then he wafts some spores breath. up into the air. Uh, <laughs> thanks, for that, thanks for that exposition, Wash. I appreciate it. Um, the real MVP. Uh, he wafts his hands up into the air, and finally the spores kind of like float out. They float a little bit more slowly, and there's less of them than you're used to seeing when he does his sort of telepathy thing. But he still is able to get them up in the air. And the as the spores fill the room, you can all begin to hear yeah in your heads as he's talking. And he says, what did you do to cause such powerful magic? Uh, uh, we didn't do Alan, anything, man. Alan goes like he, he's... We just I, found I, this place. I, I knew it. It is magic. We th There's magic underneath the trap door. This, there's... Wow. Yeah, man, wait... Wait till you hear what Jeb has to say about it. What? And yeah, just looks up at Jeb like expectantly. 
is the dude yeah so first things first is the dude that this you brought, guy. Yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> um i found him outside he was Whoa, when did this was, guy get here he was really messed up last night um and there was something tunneling through the ground so second point be aware that there was something tunneling through the ground I just want um, to say, uh, as you point towards him and everybody looks over, you just see Fox is like about to like pit pocket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeb just looks at Fox and goes, <laughs> if he's still asleep, just like. For those of you listening in audio, Jeb is just nodding and, and kind of winking uh, a little just, bit. They, Encouraging. Thank you. The real MVP, Josh. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, Josh. Yes. Uh, you roll a three. Yeah. Did you roll a one? (laughs) Perhaps. He just picks him up by the fanny pack. (laughs) (laughs) He made the same mistake. uh, Wash did, or uh, you actually find all his valuables and then tuck them away somewhere more secure and give it back (laughs) to (laughs) him. No. You, luckily for you, you get to roll this check with advantage. I was already planning to say it to you. You just rolled ahead of when I told you he's because just, he's oh. like way out of it. Whew. Another one. Wait, but we're cursed. Oh, oh yeah. So you're still gonna right. have to you're still gonna have to take one d four off of whatever you uh, roll, but it won't be a minus three as your possible worst <laughs> situation anymore. Okay, then I got I got an, uh, uh, a d four. I got a d four in my hand. And now I don't. I have 11. I rolled an 11. Okay. Um, with an 11, you're you're able to like... It's it's not very pretty. You guys are watching him like... <laughs> I thought like pickpocketing was like this really clean like art of the hands. He's literally just like, like... Like when you watch the old thug pat down the guy who comes to <laughs> see like the big mobster. He's just like like literally patting him down and like pushing his jacket, you know, his jacket aside and looking Rifling through and whatever. Through stuff. He literally has nothing on him except a coin purse with three copper in it, but the indents that are the signs that he probably had more money at some point. He has the pouch I mentioned earlier. It's a fanny pack worn outside his trench coat with some kind of strange black dust, um, like coating the inside of it as in it's leftover, but there's not enough of it to really be anything substantial. And then he has, under his left shoulder, he has harnessed the same strange obelisk that I was telling Jebediah about um, over the the long watch. So it is a copper, it's basically a copper rectangle, um, approximately Sheikah slate sized, you know, half a shin in length, and then maybe a quarter shin in width. Um, and it is, it's all copper, but it's lined along the outside with some black material, like the the edges ringed mm. in it. And then in the center, there is an octagonal indentation that like you can't really make heads or tails of it. It it there's just a hole in the middle of it. It doesn't go the whole way through. So it, you know, it goes in maybe I would say maybe four inches deep. It's probably six inches thick. Did my man have everything stolen from him already besides his smartphone? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it sounds like um all right well i'm not gonna take the last bit of money he has um i, I want to check I'm that gonna, pouch i'm gonna go ahead and dip my finger in the pouch like i'm gonna lick my finger dip it in there try to grab oh, some snap. of that black powder 
Okay. I, and then try to, like, I was going to identify it. it, but I mean, if you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I identify this as Fox's spit. <laughs> so, okay. So you just bring out the powder and you're just like taking a sniff, right? Yeah. Okay. So you bring it up to your face. You're looking at it. It's, it's the texture of like chalk. It, um, it's the coloring of coal. Okay. And it's got basically no weight to it. Like there's such a small amount of it on your finger that you can't really tell how dense or not dense it is. Sure, yeah, it's powder. Um, you you bring it up and you take a sniff of it and it doesn't smell like anything at first and then about 10 seconds after the sniff, like as you bring your finger away from your face, you begin to smell just a hint of orchid. Hmm. Hmm. Which is a flower for those in, in case you didn't know that. Yo, fuck, so man. What I'm is that stuff? Taste it. All right. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna tell you. I, w- I went out and I and I saw this dude stumbling down there, um, and he sneezed, and flowers grew out of the ground. So like maybe be a little careful with that stuff. Oh man, um, Matt, I would like you to I was roll a to tell you. die. I was trying to tell you before you you popped it into <laughs> one of the orifices in your face. <laughs> <laughs> a roll percentile die. <laughs> Why don't you just go ahead and roll oh, a percentile no. there, Fox? Two sunflowers erupt from your nostrils. <laughs> yeah, right. What'd you get? Ninety-four. Ninety-four. <laughs> you, I'm so glad I'm having you guys roll this. It's so much better for me to discover it with you. You take a little taste of it, and you're like, huh. Doesn't really taste like anything either. But as he's saying that, those of you looking at him see him grow from like his normal height up to like double his normal height. <laughs> like he looks down at Allen, and you you don't notice until you bump your head on the ceiling of the room. Oh man, what is that stuff? Did the room just oh. shrink? Nah, man, you got bigger. Whoa, 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 the next whoa. grown. For the next hour. You have a plus two to intelligence. And your brain got bigger. <laughs> is it, so did Zod he get taller or does his head just grow like four no, feet? No, he got size. taller. His his size okay. increased as a creature. It wasn't just Zoth. his head, although that would be funny too. Zoth is immediately over at that pouch, like dipping and in, in getting some oh, powder no. too. Oh no. Well, I would say that that pouch, if it's still in Fox's hand, is probably whoa, whoa, whoa. like nine feet up in the air. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stiff arm the man <laughs> away from the black pouch. Heisman okay. style. Um, right, I'm assuming Zothkug. I'm assuming you resist. Yeah, I'm trying to get. Okay, to it. let's do. Uh, Fox, make a strength check. I do think Zothka we should be practicing try. more caution. You can also do a strength check. It's just like of, the of like you're running into his palm, kind of a thing, and you're like trying to push, and he's trying to hold you back. Let with us one hand. not ignore the magical energy source that we have discovered underneath our feet at this very moment. Uh, <laughs> I got 16. a seven, seventeen. Oh. I got a 16. Okay, so 17. you put your hand out, and at first you stop him, but then he, like, uh, and, like, jukes out of your hand. And he's still an orc, so he's still pretty tall. So he's able to, like, run in and grab hold of the pouch. Um, and you take the pouch. It's in your hand. What are you doing? Uh, I would like to try to rip it out of his grasp and hold it up to the ceiling. Okay, you can hopefully make it. he can't reach it. I'm not even trying to grab the pouch. I just want to dip the finger <laughs> in and get a, get a little okay, bit so, of the powder. Okay, so Fox, make a dexterity save to avoid this. 
<laughs> oh boy. I apologize. You're not getting any. Uh, 21. Uh, Zoth, I'll let you roll since he, he, if he got low, I was just going to give it to you. I'll let you roll and you can just keep rolling strength. Like you're, you're just trying to brute force your finger in there. You're not trying to like, you're okay. not trying to take it or anything. Uh, oh, don't forget you got your one, curse. So. Oh yeah. Oh, and I forgot to. Yeah. Okay. Well then okay. you're definitely not getting it. So, so 16 minus two, 14. Okay. So, uh, you're not able to, you like make it through his defenses, but just as you're about to touch the powder, he like snatches it up and holds it above you. Come on. Let me try some of that, man. You saw what it could do. Yes. <laughs> and we don't know what else it could do. <laughs> what if I'd grown bigger Zoth, Kug? <laughs> Why do you get That's to right, try Zoth. it? Look at, look at Fox, the man of reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't want to be that tall, man? At this moment, hey. you just hear a, whoa, you're really tall, man. And you look down and the guy is like waking up. He's blinking. He hasn't quite realized that what you're holding up is his, his like pouch of whatever drug he's been doing. So he's just like blinking up at you like, whoa. I'm going to maneuver hey, my hand in such a way to try to hide what I'm holding up. <laughs> I feel like my palm is large enough, hopefully. I'm just going <laughs> to ask him straight up, whoa, man, where'd you get that that powder? Like, what is that, man? What what powder? I don't I don't have any powder. He, like, checks his belt for the, the pouch, and he realizes it's gone, and you can see panic on his face, but he composes himself and is like, like I said, I don't, I don't have any powder. Man. Yeah, Zothcook, not any powder. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just going west for for other stuff, I think. I think hey, man. <laughs> How do you think this guy got this big? I, I assume I he was always like grew this. Up. I never met him before. <laughs> Zothcug, <laughs> I grew up like you. He 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 ate his vegetables and he drank his milk. <laughs> The stranger, begins, the stranger begins pulling himself to his feet slowly, and he's like, "Look, this is great and all, and it was great to meet you guys. I would love to give you an autograph, but I actually have somewhere I gotta, I gotta be. So I'm gonna autograph. just." Who are you? I need, what do you mean? You don't know who I am? Nah, man. I'm famous, man. I'm famous for what? I'm, I'm. And he looks like he's really struggling to remember who it is. It's like the first time you've seen any like actual concern on his face besides like losing his pouch. He's like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, man, I don't know who I am. That's pretty deep. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so you, could... you gave me an autograph last night and you said that this was your name and I hold up the piece of paper with the circles all over it. He just looks at it and goes, yeah, that's my name right there. It's, it's that thing. That's right. Can you read it to me? I, I can't read Thanks it. Thanks for the reminder, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, circle, 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 flourish, circle, flourish. It's my Can name. Can I just call you circle for short? Sure. But like I said, I, I really got to be, I really got to be going. I, you Where are you going, I, man? I got to get. To where I'm going. Do you have to get right, this? Well, I hold, I the, hold the pouch. Yeah, he turns to leave and he gets to the door, which he can't get through. And he's like, whoa, how'd I get Are in you? here? Yeah, no. I point to the closet door and I say, that's the exit. It's that one over there. I give oh, Jeb a look. Okay. Like he, stumbles, he stumbles over to the closet door and he opens it and he goes, there's a lot of rugs push him in, in here for an exit. What? You push him in. I push him in and I close the door. 
Uh, okay. Yeah, you run up and like jump and you push him basically like in the small of his back and he just like stumbles into the closet and you shut the door. And from inside he goes, you can't do this, man. I'm, I'm you know. Yep. Yep. You just, just take, take 10, my man. Take 10. Can we <laughs> please get back to the more important issue at hand, which is the magical energy source beneath our feet? Yeah, what do yes, you know about so this? about that. Owlin. And, and Jeb walks over and sits down. He pats the dirt on the floor next to him. says, come have a seat. We're going to talk about this. I would love to talk Get about it. Yeah, you everybody. should listen to. Owlin okay. sits about next to you and is like very impatiently like foot tapping. Like, what's? <clears throat> tell me what's going on. <laughs> yeah, sits so down cast, next uh, to your potted plant, Zothkug, and go. just like crosses oh. his legs, leans back against the plant, and he begins floating a couple of spores up. As they make contact with the moss, it begins to look just like a little bit more lush. It, it looks like he's probably just tending the plants the same way he did before. Mm. I'm, I'm sitting down in, uh, behind Yeah and the pot. So I was flipping through my grandpa's book last night. And uh, and one of the things I wrote in there, or that I read in there, he's he's got some he's got some spells here that can uh, that can detect magic. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Well, maybe there's there's something to this door. Um, apparently, there is not anything magical about the door, but holy bully baller bowlers, <laughs> it is keeping so much magical energy at bay. Um, there is there's so much inside of it that it felt like it would burst out if we opened it. So, I think it's fascinating. I really want to open it, but I think that we all need to have a discussion before, you know, flipping this thing open and what that may cause. So, I will turn it over to you guys, pros and cons, of, of opening this here trap door and, you know what it could do do we do it while we're in the room do we rig something up so that we don't magic our eyebrows off <laughs> or or whatever i i thank you for this for this information i do believe it's quite interesting that um so much magic is held behind this door while also it seems to be generating some form of power some sort of electricity that is also affecting the objects that come in close contact with the door. I... I believe a pro of opening this door would be to get a glimpse of whatever the source of the magic is, whether that happens to be some sort of powered engine of electricity, which, uh, might I say, would be an incredible discovery, something I would very much love to study and, um, and uh, see if it can be replicated or what the origin of such a device would be. Um, but a con could be that we could die due to an overloading of magic. Magic can be destructive. It, it has pros and cons. And it's quite possible that none of our bodies simply could take the amount of energy that would be produced by opening such a door. Um, however, I will say, let me kind of look at my uh, metagaming here. I'm looking at my rage feature to see what kind of damage it uh, has. Um, Physical stuff. Uh, yeah. Bludgeoning, yeah, piercing, uh, and slashing. I was going to say, one... I, what I what I did think of at some point, although I do not think it might work, would be for me to enter my battle rage state and uh, maybe the only one in the room to open 
the door and take the brunt of the force. However, I do not think that my, my, my battle rage seems to be more effective against physical attacks rather than those of magic or let me, energy. Let me add to the story, man. Okay. So my vi- the vision I saw last mm-hmm. night was 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 a, a person like crawling out of the ground. It was like half torso. And it was sealed by, th- or not sealed, but encased by this circle with a line through it. So what if the magical source is like some sort of entity, man? Uh, it's trapped. Hmm. And that all this magical energy is like one of the gods or like a demigod or something, man. Some really powerful magical being. Soth, um, yeah? I don't believe your fever dreams count as source material or an argument. Why not, man? It happened, man. It happened. Happened to you and you only. Yeah, man. And what happened to Jeb only happened to Jeb, man. You're not uh, questioning that. It didn't happen that. to me. I did it. I I happened to it. Just just clarification. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, man. It's what uh, if I happened to to this too? I did. Jeb, don't encourage him. <laughs> I mean, this is getting weird, man. Like, so we ha- we have like a little trap door on the floor. We're calling it a trap door. We don't know if this is just a, like a three foot box, and this is just the lid. This is true. We we do not know that for sure. Uh, it. I still think it's. I a mean, trap. is there going to be a ladder that just goes straight down? Is it just going to be a, a chute that goes boom all the way down? Well, I. Is it going to fill this whole place up with magicy water, and we got to swim to the surface? I mean, we don't know nothing about this thing. So, so hear me if out. If we're talking about opening uh something that's dangerous, I would really like to come out and wait in the hallway if that would be okay. <laughs> we're the talking hallway, about the, closet, the, the room the that you're in, man? and we don't want to open that because you're dangerous. So just the hallway, take, take the closet, ten. what's the you difference got eight between minutes the left. two, man? And I, I'm no danger to no one, man. Well, well if you're no danger is. to no one, there is a door at the floor, right? And if you open that, it will tell us if you're a danger or not. <laughs> if it's a green light, you're safe. <laughs> oh, if it's no. a red light, we're leaving you in there. <laughs> Oh, Jeb is really on board with this. Um, kind of we could just it. leave. I'll do it. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna, I'm immediately like go for the door silently, <laughs> like. So one of the ways that we can that it that it tests whether you're a good person or not is there's a whole bunch of more of that black powder in there, and if you see it and resist it, then there's we know that you're a good, there? trustable he person. He says as the door yeah. opens, and he basically falls out into Fox's okay. arms. Okay, okay. Like, I, I, uh, I can't, I'm sorry. I'm going to start I, digging out the I hole hate, around the door. I hate to be that guy. However, I will not allow a scientific study on an unknown variable done to a participant who has not consented to the actual scientific study there is real danger to this man. I am hey, sorry, uh, sir. They are lying to you. Excuse me, sir. Do this you is consent? Unethical. Do you consent? This is unethical. What, man? I want to no. autographs. I'll get autographs. No. No. He do you consent to opening the door? Not in sound state of mind. He cannot agree. <laughs> if he is intoxicated, hey consent is not consent. Guys, I'll try the door, intoxicated. man. I'm, yeah, you heard it from I'm, him. He's perfectly I'm, sane. I'm. Hey, guys, I will I'll, not go I'll, along I'll with this. I'll do the door. I'll try the door, man. See, that is a consenting participant. He is not. 
the random man who doesn't remember his name is not. Yeah, but he's a random man who can't remember his name. This is Zofkug. <laughs> Zofkug is a willing participant, which makes the study ethical, which I am in favor of. We came here to find the magic. What does ethical we mean? We gotta find ethical, the magic. Ethical, okay. I, I do not As want you're talking about it, this guy spurred on by the idea that there's more of his black powder through the <laughs> oh, door has walked no. over to the trap door. You see, but just as he gets to the door. So if you want, you can try and stop him. I'll and we'll try to, to stop like, him. Okay, roll strength to restrain him. Okay, that's easy. Because he's like on his way. I stated previously that I'm 16. digging my way through the door, by you the way. You did. <laughs> uh, you rolled a 16. Yeah. Let's see how he does. Okay, so he has his hands on the door, on the trap door itself before you're able to like grab I him. I pick him up and move him to a different yeah, side of the room. As you grab, you grab him at the very moment he makes contact with the trap door. Both of you are lifted into the air oh. and pushed back by some kind of like it. It's like a like a really strong gust of wind kind of thing. Hmm. Like it emanates out from all the ball bearings go flying up into the air. And and you're like lifted and pushed backwards by the the force, not like to a dangerous extent, but it like pushes you off the off the trap door. And he kind of stumbles and falls, and you kind of like or you probably catch yourself because yeah. you were standing. Oh, Alan, man, are you okay? There seems to be some sort of protective barrier. Is that this or did we crack the door open at well, all, or was it did it really like stop us from opening it? The door of the room is open. No, the, no, trap no, the trap door, door is yeah. exactly as it okay. was. There seems to be some sort of protective force around the door, keeping keeping one from opening it. Interesting. Well, what does the board look like I, again? Like you said, there were some lines on it, right? The trap door. The trap door, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Between the two hinges. So it's got 12 steel uh, beams crisscrossing it in like okay. a tic-tac-toe board, so like six and six. This okay. is four and four because I only have that many fingers, but yeah. pretend it's six and six. Um, and it's otherwise of like solid wood construction. And then there are two hinges. And between the two hinges along that edge of the trap door, there is a um, like an emblem or a logo inscribed. And it's a circle bisected by a vertical line. Okay. Owlin, I, uh, I touched this last night as part of my the spell that I cast and that didn't happen to me. Interesting. Are would you consider yourself a magic user? Would you? Are you asking me? No. Uh, sorry, I'm talking to. Uh, 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 no, I stink at D and D, Jeb. <laughs> um, Zoth is gonna walk up and try and trace that circle with the line in the grid. Uh, okay. To answer your question, I'm a I'm a apprentice of the craft. Interesting. It may shield you... itself from non magical uh, creatures. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Zothka, you step forward and reach down to um, to to mess with the the trapdoor. You're trying to draw on the trapdoor, right? Is that what you said? Just trace with my finger on the grid, the circle, and then line through the, the okay. vertical line. As you reach down, when your finger makes contact with the door, you feel the same jolt that you felt yesterday that like runs up your arm and, and down your, your other arm. You do not get any bonus spell slots from it this time. That's fine. But you feel the same kind of connection to the magic within it. You trace the, the sigil or whatever is on the trap door, and it doesn't seem like anything in particular happens. 
Okay. Um, are you going to sit back down like with Yat and the plant after this? Yeah. Okay, so as soon as you walk back to the plant and you like sit down, you hear like a loud cracking noise and coming from the plant. And yeah, also like turns around in surprise and like tips up the jar to see what's going on. The moss or the vine or whatever is growing roots through the bottom of the jar and they're all straining towards the um, trap door. Uh, yeah, should we take out the moss, man? Let it grow? It would probably be best not to keep it in the jar in the long term anyway. But even as you're talking, it's continuing to happen. The roots are extending towards the trap door and you hear more cracks as several little offshoots of the vine or the moss begin to sprout through the sides of the jar. Um, so it almost create. if you've seen the like actual hanging planters where like different flowers grow yeah. out the mm-hmm. sides, it's basically making its own one of those, but the vines begin wrapping themselves around the jar. It's almost like it's getting like, it's like watching a time lapse mm-hmm. of a vine growing. I'm going to do my best to aid the plant and I'm going to set it near the trap door. Okay. Jeb, you, se- you finished with that hole yet, Jeb? You set the plant near the trap door. A bunch of leaves begin falling off of it. Um, and the the remaining vines that are on like poking through and wrapped around the jar they begin to sprout leaves that are like a vibrant crimson mm. it's not like the before it was like kind of a, a drab red like um like a leaf would look during fall where it gets deprived of nutrients and starts to change as the chlorophyll levels go down this is like a like a vibrant alive crimson and the the same wind that has been blowing it goes still and then each leaf begins to be animated by its own wind so mm. they're no longer like blowing in time with each other and they're you know different sizes and different shapes and if you roll a d10 i'll tell you how many of them there are i'm sure. gonna go uh outside the hole <laughs> and outside the room and i'm gonna just gonna watch from the safety of a dirt wall that's however feet thick okay also random aside you know what i just discovered that i didn't know before and would have been helpful before I have dark vision. Sorry. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Making the robe the only one without it. Yep. I rolled a four, Josh. Okay, so four leaves are what remain um, sprouted on your plant. Okay. And yeah, is just looking at it in wonder as this like growth kind of comes to a stop. The roots have not made it the whole way to the trap door. Um, all of this probably took place in about six to seven seconds. Dang. Um, and and then the plant just like comes to rest and the newly animated leaves poking out the side of the pot and everything. I'm in I'm I'm st- right next to yeah in all also. Oh man, are you guys seeing this? Yeah. <laughs> From outside. Jeb's just like incredibly still, just laser focused on this, just like observing it. Do do I mean keep going, make the plant touch do it. Do you think that crescendo could be under there can i move the plant closer yeah you can push the plant closer i'm gonna put it on the trap door pushing the plant onto the trap Hmm. door yeah okay um you slide the plant closer and you're like you know keeping yourself as far back as you can or whatever you're like reaching out and trying to like slowly slide it on the roots when they make contact with the trap door they um, they dive down between the slits in the wood, like the really thin kind of slats. They dive down into the trap door, and then there's a short pause, 
and then there is just this loud reverberating explosion sound and roots begin shooting up through the floor of the room and they entwine the walls and become like a new set of walls, Mm. just roots, no leaves or flowers or anything. There's still only the leaves that are in the pot in front of you as, and you're still pushing the pot. So like this, this happens at the moment that it makes contact with the trap door, your hand is on the pot and you feel for um, the second time, you feel a slight connection back to, to Kelnor, to your God and to the divine magic that flows within you. And you feel at that moment as though your powers have been restored to you. Now, this this is not, if you take your hand off the plant, this feeling goes away. But while you're touching the pot or while you're making contact with the, the plant wrapped around the, plot, the pot, really, you feel as though pot. your powers are restored to you. And I'm just going to try casting a spell while I'm touching this. Okay. It'll, it'll be... Um... I will cast a um Sorry, I'm just thinking. Uh I will cast thaumaturgy. Very well. Uh what are you going to do with your thaumaturgy? Thaumaturgy is a sensory effect on yourself. Yeah. Uh so one of the effects it says you can instantly cause Oh, wait, sorry. Never mind. I misread. <laughs> um <laughs> I will say, uh, voice booms up to three times as loud for as normal, and I'll be like, "Whoa, guys, can you <laughs> hear me?" <laughs> okay. At the same time as that happens, uh, Alan, you haven't had the pleasure yet. Roll me a percentile die. Okay. Let me. I've been using digital dice based on my abilities. Hold on. Weak. I know weak, I am weak. Weak. But yes. Um, Zothkug's spell works successfully. And for the first time tonight, I get to use my 8-bit spell. <laughs> Your 8-bit spell. I have little 8-bit sound effects to go with our Ness vibe. But, nice. Um, there hasn't 23. been a whole lot of occasion to use them tonight. A 23? Yep. All right. Let's see what else happens, shall we? Um, okay. Also, Zothkug's skin turns a vibrant shade of blue. Dang. It will remain this way until the remove curse spell is cast on you. Wow. From Emerald, I guess we got to redo those sprites, guys. <laughs> <laughs> on it. <laughs> Dang. So from emerald green to, to, what is it, blue? You said blue? Yeah. Vibrant blue. Vibrant, Vibrant blue. blue. Like a like the kind of blue you see on a sports car. Like, like, like back like behind royal? me. Yeah. Yeah, similar to that. There you go. Do I feel any different? No. Well, okay. I mean, you feel the connection to Kelnor yeah. that you feel, but no negative feelings or anything like that. Okay. Hmm. I'm like, whoa, guys, is my voice louder? Uh, is testing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Shut giant up. fox yells down to you. <laughs> is the is, is is the plant granting you the ability ability to cast spells? Yeah, In your heads, man. you all hear. Why are we yelling? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna dismiss thaumaturgy. I'm like, sorry, yeah, that's just one of my spells. I didn't know what also because crazy stuff is happening. <laughs> Alan is still yeah. yelling at three times his normal voice. <laughs> 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 it's 
is are more roots sprouting or like did it is that has that stopped or like what what's the deal the roots have like they shot up the walls and into the earth and like they're done doing stuff in this room hmm. but they may well be continuing to like grow and stretch up through the earth you can't you can't really have see they up that have they like reached they've reached down into the door or like into the ground underneath the door right that's that's a thing that's yes. happened are we like is are they covering up the door or would we still be able to open the door like what's the status on that they are like going through the slats in the trap door. Hmm. So to open it, you would need to cut them, cut it off at the roots. Oh, interesting. I don't know if we want to do that. I'm going to say to yeah. Should we go get Groot? Yeah. This, we don't know what may change in the effect. It would be better to just tell him once we have observed. And he just sits down cross-legged and continues watching the plant. <laughs> I will I will continue to sit down with you also in awe and amazement. I'm going to add two dice to the tension pool because okay. I forgot one for the passage of time before. That's fine. Like, this is amazing, guys. We finally have access to magic. This is amazing. However, I'm still curious as to what the source of this is. I Do you think it's possible that Crescendo is underneath this trapdoor? Yo, man, that could be it. It could be Crescendo, man. At this point, you start to see the the pot begins to kind of wiggle and the ground begins to start shaking. Just like little tremors at this point, but you can feel them like they're slowly ramping up. Have you seen the movie Tremors? Because this is where it gets scary. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Jeb? I just realized I probably yeah. should be talking in a slightly deeper voice since I'm bigger. <laughs> uh, Jeb, could you dig a hole out of here to the ceiling, to the surface? I, I do not. I am big. I am. I, I, I do not like this. This is a bad. I don't know what's going on. I want to breathe the fresh air. That's what uh, the plant's here for, man. It'll help you breathe better. <laughs> Krog, I told you not to touch the trap door. What has happened? <laughs> I never touched the trap door, man. You the plant is now it. vibrating like really, really heavily, and the ground is beginning to shake more and more intensely. And um, yeah, actually looks up at you, Zofkug, and goes, we must disconnect the plant. All right, man, and I'm going to try and yank it away from the trap door. Okay, you grab the plant. Um, take, well, here. Um, roll a strength check to see if you can pull it Ooh. off of, like, pull I, it free After from hearing we must disconnect the plant, Alan gets out his, his great sword and is ready to take a swing at the roots if he needs to. Okay. You take uh, three damage through the effort of this Zothkug, okay. whatever happens. I rolled a seven. Okay, you rolled a seven. You grab the plant, but the, like, you feel this, like, heat wave is just boiling out of it, and it hurts, and so you're not able to, like, really get a good grip on it because you're, like, squinting your face away from the heat and stuff. Um, you're not able to move the plant. The vibrating gets a little bit worse. Okay, Al um, Alan... I'm going to keep trying. Al Alan is going to say, if we, need to, if we need to disconnect the plant, get out of the way. And he, and he holds out his... He gets ready his great sword. Oh, man, just help me push it. Just help uh, me push it. I do believe a severed connection will be... Quick, fast, you know, more efficiently achieved with a slice. The, the ground is beginning to shake more. I'm and about more to slice the plant, and you just will get out of the way. It. Don't harm the Alan, plant. Alan, Alan, is, just roll do it. Alan it. is rolling to hit the plant. 12. Okay. 
Zoth is trying to pull it before he can hit it. Uh, Zoth, roll a strength check with disadvantage. Oh, and I have to subtract um, four. Dang it. Let me roll a little d4. Yeah, you got cursed by uh, Mocha Frap in the chat. Hold on. Hold up. Uh, disadvantage is a three. Okay. Uh, you are still not able to move the plant. Nope. I, so 12 minus uh, 8. 12 minus 4. Okay. You're able to like make contact with the plant, but the roots seem like they're too thick for that swing. Like you didn't calculate right. Dang. You could pro now you know you could probably hit it again and you know maybe get Well, then I'll done. try again if I can. Okay, yeah. I try to uh, pull again. Roll one more. The ground is 19. now at the point where like you are being shaken up and down off the 19. ground. With a 19, you were able to make a really solid connection. Roll damage 10 for damage. Me. Okay, 10 damage. You are able to finally, in like one fell swoop, you use like the energy of being tossed up in the air on the down move. You like turn that into like an excellent, you would use this to sweep out the feet of a horse or something. And you just shunk, you chop it, the plant apart at the roots and the ground becomes still. The When you chopped it, you also like, you know, you're able to kind of shove the plant off to the side because Zothkug's already pulling on it. And so the, the plant is pulled free from the trapdoor and the ground stops like abruptly. And the roots that you saw growing up the side of the wall, they all just like wilt and, mm -hmm. and fade and disappear. And there are um, four little pokes of sunlight because the roots had gone the whole way up to the surface all 26 shins or whatever it is up to the <laughs> surface and like poked out. And the only thing that is, Ooh, did that you is see not back to the normal. Stuff redeemed an extra tension pool die? No, I didn't see that. There Thank you, you standing the stuff for the redemption. I apologize for not seeing it. I'll, I'll roll the tension pool. Let's see if anything else happens. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, ooh, things are happening. Um, what things? So I don't know yet. I got to roll now to see now that something's happening. I got to roll to see what Thanks, it is. Standing. Um, yeah, thank you, Standing. But uh, we can confidently say that the plant, the actual pot with the plant in it, that plant is just how it was. It's still wrapped around, and it's still the vibrant shade of crimson, mm -hmm. and it um, still has four leaves on it, and so on and so forth. Okay. Uh, because of the tension pool, which chat has dropped upon you, um, at the same moment... A the um, because of the holes up to the surface, which have sunlight peeking through them. Although they have sunlight peeking through them, you're still within you know a little ways of the acid corridor, and some of the like acidic sludge that's being permanently rained on begins to drip down those holes. Mm. Um, so the floor beneath them is starting to just slowly get eaten out and become less and less Ooh, stable. No good. It would take a while, but it might be worth trying to plug those holes if you can. Okay. Oh dear, we should uh, leave this room now. Yeah, what was happening? So, uh, are we we giving up on opening the door, right? I. Yeah, we should not open I, the door, man. I, I do think. I want to open the door. I would like to open the door. <laughs> it. I want to open the door. Exactly. Wait, could we're talking about the real door or the trap door? The trap door. Yes. Okay. Could. Could you burrow down next to the trapdoor and see if there's a way to burrow into what the trapdoor is holding? Yeah, what was I that, can man? A, I can make a quick dig check. I can, I can, I can dig around the edge, kind of follow it down a little bit. I really do think that crescendo could be down there, which would be a very interesting discovery, to say the least. 
What if what if it's something better than crescendo? Well, then that would be awesome. <laughs> what if it's worse than crescendo? What, what if, if it's, it's been sigma crescendo? Crescendo sixty four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's piano? I want to ask. I want to talk to you. Um, you're like, whoa, man, what just happened? Like, why'd you tell us to stop? The the seismic activity as it was intensifying, it was becoming dangerous to us. This whole this whole tunnel would have fallen in eventually. No offense to your people. And he looks over at Jebediah. It is not the construction of the tunnel, but the violent shaking of the earth itself. Any ideas what caught what, why that happened? Like, do you know what's I'm down there? I'm pretty confident that it's because the plant made contact with the trapdoor. Jebediah is doing a dig. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> For those of you listening in the audio version, uh, Wash Brunello was literally making little digging motions with his hands and slowly leaving the frame <laughs> of his camera until he's off, se- off screen. <laughs> his little <laughs> hand poked up and looked around like a periscope. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, that's, that's a clip, I think. Um, so, so you dig down. How far down do you dig, Wash? Jen. Just down one side. Maybe, uh, maybe like... I don't know, a good solid five feet, five shins. Five shins. And, uh, yeah, just to see if it goes anywhere. Does it, I want to get a sense of, does it keep going down, down, or does it, like, open up into something? Like, is Are this the top of right a pot? Are you right next to the trap door? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like, right like up against scraping it, up against I want to see. I want to see the wall of it go all the I way see. down. Okay, so you begin to dig down. And as soon as you are past the depth of the trap door, obviously there's an open space under the trap door. So you're kind of like pulling out the side of a hole rather than like digging a new tunnel. Interesting. Um, okay. You get down, you get down four shins and then you see in the, in the darkness next to you, you begin to see the tips of little spikes and you get down another four shins and you come to the base of a spiked pit trap. Now, looking up at the door, you can see that the door is on springs, the trap door. So, like, when it was opened, it would close itself. It would it would hinge back up to the top. And more interestingly, as you look closer at the spikes, they are not just evenly covering the bottom of it. Like, um, like you know, Grandpa Cole had a spike trap mm-hmm. outside his security room. It just had spikes at the bottom. But these spikes are in, like, an intentional arrangement of some kind, some sort of arcane rune looking arrangement and the spikes themselves are all glow even though they're you know just generic steel spikes they are glowing with like a gold energy and the heat that you felt coming out of the trap door is clearly originating with them the occasional tongue of blue fire like shoots up off the top as well and extends up into the distance now that you are next to them rather than feeling force pushing up like it's a waterfall you can actually, it feels more like you are standing just over a river and the current is rushing past. And the, the magical energy is is flowing through this point, but on the, on the XY plane, like it's going through you and then continues to the west or to the east um, rather than up and down. Um, I would like to hold my blunderbuss tightly. Okay. Just kind of dip it down into that river, like where I feel it flowing across. Constitution save. You blow up. <laughs> um, 17. 17. Excellent. Uh, also roll me a percentile. The 
uh, as soon as your um, what what amounts to an arcane focus, mechanically speaking, the thing through which you channel your magic, as soon as that makes contact with this field of power, if you will, um, you feel the okay. Is that a seventeen? Sixty-one. Okay, sixty-one. 61. Um, that's like seventeen. I'm <laughs> s- those are similar. I've- I would have said twenty-five, <laughs> I, so don't I, worry. <laughs> I would have said um, fifty-two. The Oh, this is a great one, too. So as soon as it makes contact, you feel the... It's like you have opened up a tap, and the pressure of that thing, that full pressure, is also shooting through you. And some Hmm. of it actually shoots out the top of your head. And so those of you who are up not in this hole, you suddenly see the cantrip dancing lights appear Mm. above him. Um, The the four, so there are four different colored lights. They just shoot up into the air and begin floating in circles and spinning, and then they get sucked back down. Um, You also... Does my hat go off? Yes, it like pops your hat (laughs) up in the air and then just sends it back down upon you. (laughs) Um, You also... Like for the next minute, you have to shout every time you speak because you're like temporarily deafened by the effect of the magic Lots of shouting going you. on. Yeah. Jeb, are are you okay? Did, yeah, man. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, what I like what do you see down, down there? <laughs> did everyone so else be great see for the podcasting. flying orbs? <laughs> I saw the flying orbs, but what do you see, Jeb? Do you see anything? There's these spikes or something. Um, it's gold. And, uh. Do you, do you mean the spikes are. It's like moving around. Do you mean the spikes are gold as in the metal or gold as in like some sort of enchantment is upon them? Um, I don't know if Jeff can hear them. Um, (laughs) if his ears are ringing because of the noise. But. You've got the telepathic um, connection from, yeah, the Mykonid. So he's also yelling in your minds, by the way. <laughs> um, so Jeb kind of gets the, oh, Owlin's doing his vicarious analysis thing right now. Well, what else um, am I supposed to do? He's not, he's not saying it. He's thinking it. He's like, oh, okay, here it goes. Um, I'm going to cast Identify. I'm going to burn a spell slot and cast Identify on the, the golden spikes. Okay. Um, it doesn't burn a spell slot. You cast Identify on the golden spikes. The golden spikes themselves have not had a spell cast on them, but it appears like abjuration magic is somehow woven into them. They the the sigil that they create, um, you you are it is some kind of ancient magic beyond the traditional schools of magic. But whatever it was will have then been derived into the school of abjuration magic, um, and the what it is doing is holding things back it's a barrier and yeah abjuration you, totally um what you can't figure out is how it would have been created in the first place like it it's functioning like a like a legitimate dam like magic is flowing through the ground here but is not making it up to the surface but you aren't sure like how would you put a dam like this in place how would you how would you create a current of magic like the, you know, you, I mean, you're not like well learned in the theology of how magic works or whatever, but it seems like magic is supposed to be like everywhere. And then we tap into it when we cast spells. So, so it doesn't make any sense that something like this could exist. It's not logical. It's not correct. Mm. But that's what it's doing. Um, yeah. Jeb, man, um, 
can I come down there and see what's going on? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig a little bit out to the side so that Zoth can like sit down sit down here with me. Okay. Alan, Alan bring, will yeah, come. With me Al, also. Alan will come close as well and try to peek his head down and see what's going on. I'll just peek my head through the hole that I've been watching through. Anyway. <laughs> he locks his giant head, blocks <laughs> out any light from above. He's like looking down. It um, is just like it's just dirt under your feet. It just like the the sort of river of magic you can feel is kind of coursing through the dirt. Um, yeah. Alan, you poke your head in, but because you're not down there, you don't feel it. Um, but you can see the spikes and that they're in a weird arrangement. And Zothkug, when you go down into the pit, you are again like you feel that same weird tingly connection, and like the little piece of Kelnor is kind of with you, and that's that's what you feel. I'm gonna reach out and touch it. You reach out and touch it, make a constitution save, and roll a percentile die. I'm going to cast mage armor on myself. Con okay. save is eight. Oh, no. Which, yeah. So I'm going to, like, shoot a little boom up in the air, and it's going to, like, a fountain. Okay. And then percentile is, uh, I rolled a 10 and a 0, so that's 10, right? Uh, yes, that would be 10. Okay. Because zero is either a hundred or you're in the ones place, okay. so um, so it would be a ten. Um, Jebediah, this one does cost a spell slot. Just so you Interesting. know, um, you because you're you're no longer touching the field of magic with your um, with your your handgun blunderbuss thing that I'm not sure which name is the best name to call it. So you should tell <laughs> me, um, Zothkug, you take. Take three points of damage Oof. as the magic coursing through you. The heat is now in you. It's like being x-rayed. Okay. Um, and then re you rolled a 10. Yeah. Um, okay. What kind of damage type did he take, may I ask? Force damage. Okay. Um, the, you, <laughs> okay. You cast <laughs> magic missile as a fifth level spell oh, in no particular no. direction. So in the pit, where the two of you are around you, dirt just begins just like breaking and exploding. Just, just like, just like going crazy. And some of them like shoot up into the air. And so Fox, you're like up in the air. You feel something like just think bounce off your forehead and deal two points of damage. Cause you're gigantic. Um, and like, just it's, it's real crazy. And then after a second, it all like calms down. And you like take your hand off the off the field of magic, like what was that? And and there's like equilibrium oh. returns to the room. I'm gonna cast cure wounds on myself. Okay, you cast cure wounds on yourself. It does take a spell slot. Okay. That's one d8 plus my spell casting mod, which is oh very high. Okay, I will get back all the health I lost. Very nice. From just my modifier. Alan, can you pull the lid? Can you pull that trap door up there? Just rip it open. Oh, um, I can. I'll try. I, I I will try. I was not able to before, so I'll I'll try to open up the the trap door. Okay. Uh, make a Constitution save. All, all when these you Constitution grab the trap saves. Door. I know we hardly hardly ever see Constitution saves in D and D five. But the mechanics, they don't lie. Eleven. Not, Jeb, not man, great. I think we should follow this this magic river. See where it goes. You take two points of damage 
uh, as the the same force flows through you, and it's like pressing outward against you, like it wants to break out. Was I able to open um, the door though? Roll strength. Let's see. Frick! I'm rolling terrible. Four. <laughs> okay, you pull at the door, but it like the jolt of the magic coursing through you kind of throws off your stride. You can give it one more shot if you want okay. to. Um, and can, can I do... assist with this one? Can I like try to push him up from underneath? Yeah, absolutely. So ah, thirty um, twenty. Okay, uh, nice. Jeb, you can roll to help if you want. Can I like as a giant help at all? Does my strength okay. help? Uh, I mean, you could try. <laughs> Yeah, you just can't um, get the leverage because you dug out the floor to lower yeah. than you are tall, Jeb, because you're like, you know, you're eight shins down. You need to be two yeah. and a half shins away to really push. Eight I'll shins uh, down is another one of the books of the Jebediah Peppermint Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> eight shins down. Um, We're going deep. Um, I'm going to go ahead and try to wrap my arms slash hands. I don't know how big I am relative to Owlin here, <laughs> but like try to like grab him. You could do like and a then, bear hug around him. Yeah, I'm gonna try to brace and and push where I can or pull in okay. this case. I'm gonna add a die to the tension pool. Um, you guys are able to working together. You're able to just rip open the lid of the trap door, and it once you get it to move a little bit because you're pulling the wrong way for the trap door. Mm. You know, um, so once you get it to give a little bit. You're able to just like bam, it snaps open. Like the same force that's been emanating mm. through it is now like it does the rest of the work for you. You just had to get it started. And as it snaps open, it like pushes you both back. So you like stumble against the wall because the sudden release of force that you're pulling against, you kind of like bounce off the wall and and whatever. Um, the, the stranger who was like in the room with you is suddenly like, did you, did you get the sacrum out, man? I got to get down there. And he like <laughs> runs towards the hole. Uh, Whoa, man, it's, yeah, it's a we, trap. We, I, Alan tries to stop him, like grab hold of him, stop him. You can, okay. yeah. He's pretty weak and infirm, so we we don't know exactly what's down there. Like I said before, they were lying to you. There is no weird black powder magic. Ma well, wait. I will say, it is quite interesting that the black powder seemed to have similar strange effects on us as to these the, whatever is down there. Where did you get this black powder, sir? Get what black powder? And he looks all shifty-eyed all of a sudden. I, you I, I you know what really black powder I'm speaking of. Where did you get powder. it? Oh, I pull out <laughs> underneath my, like, I tucked it away. I pull it out. I'm like, so this doesn't belong to you then? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well then. Turned out there was a little bit left in there, I guess. All right, I'll man, have fine. It all give, give it back to me. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you all about it. Give it back to me. He just, <laughs> he just takes it. It's, the, it's the, the fire of knowledge, man. It's the, it's the thing. You just you, you, you smell it, and it does crazy stuff. Where, where would you get the fire of knowledge? Where did you receive it? I stole it. From? You're not supposed to know about it until they... Well, they're probably doing that now. I just... What? Who is doing what, may I ask? Huh? Who are you? <laughs> I'm a friend. I would like to know... Friend? Who's friend? Your friend. My friend? Yes. 
How do I know you? Do you want an autograph? I have your autograph already. You? That's how good of friends we are. Wow. Yeah. Do, you, do you want another one? Where were we still here for? I would not. I, I would not like another autograph. I would prefer you to tell me. Alan, don't you want to go with him to get more of that yes, fun black powder you I two would share? love to go with you to get more of the fun black powder we share. Remember last time yeah, when we stole it? What? Let's do it again. <laughs> Roll persuasion with advantage. <laughs> yes, Alan. <laughs> Coming in. Okay, hold on. Let me... All right. With advantage? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> 17. Wow, dude. It's going to be so much easier with more... Are your friends going to help us, too? Of course. We These other guys? Because we can... Wow. The more the merrier. We can get so much... Do you have your own fanny packs, though? Because, like, I need mine. Yes, I. we do have our own fanny packs. Well, what are we standing here for? Let's go get more sacrium! Onwards, I say. If you'd like to be a part of our content, you can join us on Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash wingbadgergaming. We strive to make our streams as interactive as possible, and we're trying some really cool, fun things with branding the graphics like a NES game. Special thanks to collaborator and fellow streamer Wash Brunello for being part of this tabletop adventure. From all of us here at the Tavern, we'll see you next week.